This program is brought to you by Bible Media, overseen by the elders of the Chipman Road Church of Christ in Lee Summit, Missouri. I would argue that there are a few sounds that are distinct enough to make a stop in our tracks. You know, when chaos, or it seems that way to me, when total chaos is going on at full tilt in a football game played in a large stadium of hundreds of tens of thousands of people and a referee's single whistle, a man blowing a single whistle will cause the players to stop immediately and everyone freezes and knows what to do, or even a crowded basketball game. Or the sound of a, you know, a torna- tornado siren on a dark and stormy day will, will warn of the danger about to happen. That sound, it, it means something. And for those of us who are mothers, the sound of our child crying or saying, Mama, even in a crowd of a lot of other children, we know our child's voice, right? And immediately we know if it's an emergency or not. I've learned the same thing is true as a grandmother and their voice can get have me running or just waiting to see what bug or flower or cool rock they found. But each sound is distinct and it means something to us. Those of us who are God's people, there are distinctive sounds as well that mean something. But think about for those that Noah preached to as he was building the ark in Genesis chapter 6 and 7, just think about the sound of rain and rushing water. That sound must have been so strange to them. They'd never heard it before. But it was still a distinctive sound that signaled something. For some, remembering that strange man Noah and what he said, it was a sound that it was true. And so maybe terror for some who heard that sound for the first time. But for Noah, that sound was maybe a promise of life. While Moses and Aaron were in Egypt, the sound of the locusts, the hail, the buzzing of the flies, and even the wailing of parents who lost their children because their Pharaoh was too arrogant or or stubborn. Those are the sounds that we read about in Genesis chapter 8 through 12, the sounds of death, but also the sound of, ironically, freedom, you know, freedom for the Israelites, freedom that God promised them. And when Moses was on the mountain with God and he received the law and was carrying those stones down the mountain, there was a different and distinct sound that he heard. It says, when Joshua heard the sound of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there are sounds of war in the camp. But Moses said, it's not the sound of the cry of triumph, nor is it the sound of cry of defeat, but it's the sound of singing I hear. Genesis chapter 32, verse 17 and 18. It was a distinct sound of death. The sound of people worshiping a golden calf. Sounds, you know, they mean something. So in the second year after the Israelites left Egypt and God had established the leaders of the congregation, the appointment of the Levites over the tabernacle, the arrangement of the camp, the sin offerings, the lampstands, then when God established his ordinances, established his his sound, the sound of the Israelites, what they would know. It meant something. It had purpose. You read about in Numbers chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, and it says this, And the Lord God spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammered work. You shall use them for calling and 
the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps. When they blow both of them, all the congregation shall gather before you at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. But if they blow only one, then the leaders, the heads of the divisions of Israel, shall gather to you. When you sound the advance, the camps that lie on the east shall then begin their journey. When you sound the advance a second time, the camps that lie on the south shall begin their journey. They shall sound the call for them to begin their journeys. And when the assembly is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but not sound the advance. The sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow the trumpets, and these shall be to you as an ordinance forever throughout your generations. When you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets, and you will be remembered before the Lord your God. You will be saved from your enemies, and also on the day for gladness, in your appointed feasts, and in the beginning of your months, you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings, and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, and they shall be a memorial for you before your God. I am the Lord your God. And from that day forward, the appointed feast days were noted by the sounds of the trumpets. But the trumpets, they, they often blew, not just any trumpet. No, I mean, remember the walls of Jericho that fell, the sound? It was a ram's horn or trumpet, Joshua chapter 6. Those ram's horns were not these trumpets. Ehud, Ehud led the children of Israel to great victory over the Moabites in Judges chapter 3 after he blew the trumpet. In Judges chapter 6, he captured the famous account of Gideon, who, when the Spirit of God fell upon him, he blew his trumpet. And all of the Abizarites were called together to follow him. Judges chapter 6, verse 34. And later, then the sound of 300 trumpets of Gideon and his army scared away their enemies. Chapter 7, verse 22. It was the sound of victory, those trumpets. It was a sound that God chose. You know, there are those that, oddly enough, depict the God of heaven as, as a passive God. One that will someday, you know, sneak in or snatch people away in secret without a sound. A God who would leave others behind, wondering, questioning, what happened? Who came? But the God of heaven, he has never been shy. He is God, by the way, and he will return with the sound of a trumpet. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52, Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. And there will be no mistaking that sound. It will mean something. It will mean something to everyone. Now, there are a few sounds that are distinct to us. You know, a mother knows the sound of a child in danger or happy. An athlete or a fan can distinguish the sound of a small whistle being blown in chaos that sends a crowd into a frenzy. Or a siren from miles away that signals a warning that the weather's been has the potential to put us in danger. Those sounds mean something to us, don't they? And so should God sound. It isn't it interesting that God chose a trumpet for that day? Much like when he commanded Moses to make two silver trumpets. And for us who long to hear that sound, it's a sweet sound for a congregation who, who longs to gather together in the throne, or at the throne to worship. And a sound that will begin our journey home. It will mean a, a sound of relief for those of us who are praying to be saved from our enemies. 
but mostly for those who are waiting for the trumpet, it is the sound of life. But unfortunately for others, it will be the sound of heartbreak. It will be the sound of death. Because it will be distinct. And there will be no mistaking it. Just as in the day of Moses, each time that trumpet blew, everyone will know. On that day, everyone will know that he is our Lord, our God. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. There will be no mistaking that sound. And it is for you and me, for those of us that face life and death at that sound, it is for that sound of the trumpet that I bow my knees today. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.